Well, our moms think we're funny. So, hey everybody, this is Turk182. And I'm Akomi. And I am bringing you, like, late news. Uh, well, I'm not bringing you guys late news. Um, I'm actually bringing uh, Akomi late news. Yeah. But um, this was something that uh, I mentioned to, to you a uh, a while back. And I was like, hey. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, come on. It's like, you're like, nope, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, really? And I was like, well, shit, okay, well then um, – Hold on, because I, I got to get all the facts together to really present this to you because, like, holy wow and a half, right? So, yeah. um, for everyone else, you probably already know the story, and um, and it goes all the way back to 2011. I didn't realize it went back that far, unfortunately, till I was trying to put everything together because I told you that I would uh, I wanted to kind of get all my facts straight and stuff so I can tell you the story. Yeah. Um, and so, this goes all the way back to 2011. And since you don't know it, I'm going to tell it to you and I figured it'd make a pretty good podcast episode because there might be other people that just don't know about it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and and talk about um, someone because we've made references to things like this, but never specifically this one. So I was like, let me tell you about a guy by the name of Rob Granito. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Rob Granito's story comes to a... It comes to a uh, a dramatic halt and end after Ethan Van Skyver and Mark Wade confront him at a comic book convention and say, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Nobody likes you. You're a fucking lying piece of shit. And, and he, you're never going to work in this country again. Okay, so... That's the, this might be a short episode, but that's the, uh, that's kind of how this, how it ends. All right. So how does it start? Well, you've never heard this guy, right? Mm, I mean, I've heard you mention the name. Okay. But that's it. So Rob Granito apparently was this guy who was a, a staple of, uh, in, at Comic Cons. He was, um, and I read three different articles, um, I'm just going to mention them all here so, you know, make sure everyone gets their, their, their due. Um, there was an article on, um, the Beat, uh, website or Comics Beat website. There was one on War on Pants. Um, and, uh, and there was one, uh, by Comics Alliance. Assume it. And so I, uh, I kind of went at those because I had read about this one before and I was like, my recent me go ahead and just look this up here. Yeah. So. This guy was a bit of a staple at, at, at big comic cons, and he had worked all over the place you know, in you know, for almost um, almost everybody. He had done all kinds of all kinds of work and hmm. was selling prints and work and was had a big name for himself. He had a huge social media presence. Um, you know his website showing off the work that he had done and stuff. Yeah, and um, was doing really well. He was even uh, basically getting like featured booths. At cons where, you know, regular people would have to like kind of pay for a table. Right. They were like putting him up in like big time sections or whatever. This guy had done all this fantastic work. And then people started questioning some of the work he had done. Mm-hmm. So he had done things like he had, um, he had, uh, done the artwork for the Calvin and Hobbes, uh, I think for it was like a, uh, a postage stamp. Okay. He was a, he had done, um, 
animation, uh, some animation work. Was he an in-betweener? Uh, he, yeah, he'd done like some in-between work, um, and, uh, some other stuff. He'd even done, um, and I gotta find the, the actual quote that he does, that he says, um, but he had done basically, you've heard of like ghost writers? Mm-hmm. Well, he was doing like ghost artwork. Yeah, ghosting. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that kind of thing. Uh, you have? I've heard of people ghosting their art, yeah. So explain that to me. Well, I mean, it's probably not what he's doing. But um, in proper, like, journeyman cartoon work, uh, ghosting would basically be uh, letting another artist sign their name to your work. Okay. So it's like a recognized thing, kind of like as a ghostwriter, it's like, I've written these words, but I will let you put your name to it. Right. Pay me. So, so I mean, that's it's the same basic thing with proper journeyman ghosting in art is you know i've drawn this picture but you sign your name to it okay and and so that's what he supposedly did but when you do that kind of stuff and this was actually mentioned in one of the these uh one of the sites and articles Mm -hmm. when you do that kind of stuff you're generally not allowed to tell people that you've done that that's kind of the whole point of it is that you don't get to tell people that you drew this for this guy or this girl or whoever Mm -hmm. well Apparently, he had a special relationship with these people to be able to say that, yes, I did work on these books here. I did some the ghosting on it. And um, and it's okay for me to tell. Or, you know, I'm telling people even though you know, I'm not supposed to. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh-huh. so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read a little bit from, from different things. All right. So, I'm going to go to the Comics Alliance um, website here. And uh, it, it, so, it slowly started coming out that... Um, that people were saying that, hey, this guy is not who he claims to be. And it slowly started building up. And some people were calling him out at cons. Right. Um, some big talent were calling him out at cons. But it didn't It didn't get to the point that, um, that uh, to, to where it, like, it destroyed his reputation right. until that incident with uh, Ethan Van Skyver and Mark Wade. <laughs> so that's when it just like everything came crashing down. So, yeah. So... He like he claimed um this is what he did, uh, he uh misrepresented himself sorry misrepresented himself to convention organizers as a professional claimed that he was a ghoster on like some work and had you know relationships with all sorts of people, um in the industry, so here is a picture that he did supposedly that he drew okay right? so. This is um, Al Rio, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, let's see, yeah, Al Rio, uh, he was actually a pretty good penciler. He had like a like almost a uh, like a J. Scott Campbell kind of style, mm-hmm. and uh, only not as you know, J. Scott Campbell has more of like a like a cutesy good girl kind of look to it. Right. So his was almost like that, but not quite to that extent. And I think he even did some. Um, some image stuff uh, that were like books that that uh, J. Scott used to do. Yeah. Um, then he kind of did some stuff for I can't remember the one company um, like Avatar I think it was or one of those. Right. Right. Um, and did you kind of went more over to like you know like the companies do like the um, 
like the the nude variant covers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And is I remember because I wasn't here to talk about Ra, about Al Rio. Um, he committed suicide um, maybe about ten or fifteen years ago because I think he was a Brazilian artist. Um, not exactly, don't remember exactly what it was that was going on in his life, but he had some issues. And anyway, Damn. so here's a picture here of Al Rio's Batman, right. and right next to it is Rob Greenito's Batman. <laughs> so as you can see, it's pretty much the exact same drawing except for he made some minor changes, and then like for the the left arm. He kind of just removed that completely. Yeah. And then it was like, okay. And like he he doesn't take the cape all the way down, like to cover up the lower half of the of the, the crotch. Yeah. He cuts it off sooner and then just shades all that stuff in black. Um Yeah, he's just like he's just trying to black out everything that he's not totally sure about, I guess. Right. Like he didn't do all the inside folds of the cape, he just blacked all that stuff out. Right, right. Um so uh, so it says here, and again, this is from the Comic Alliance website, the most egregious example of his art fakery, because that's what it turns out he was doing, is he was lying about all of his art <laughs> and that uh, like none of what he drew was his art. Right. He had just copied and traced everything hmm. and just made little changes to it right so right. he was like he was like the vanilla ice of the comic book <laughs> art world where he just made enough change to make it his own like every every drawing he did had a t- to it just to make right. it his own um um damn that reminds me of uh that nads uh six nine chick on deviantart I don't know her. She's like 38 years old and people have been calling her out for tracing every single piece in her gallery for the past 11 years. Wow. Yeah. And she's still, she, uh, I think like uh, just a couple months ago, she lost her account. Like DeviantArt finally shut down her, her account. But like, now I think it was like 15 years that she's been doing this shit. She's like 38 now. 15 years. She's just been like taking other artists stuff, tracing it. And then she'll like flip it in the mirror or something or like change one arm or something. It's bad. So, um, so, Greenito Art Fakery is a piece based on Bill Watterson's Calvin and Hobbes, which is duplicated, flipped horizontally, and made to look more authentically original with added brush strokes around the outside. <laughs> then he listed on eBay as a stamp he created for the night, for the uh, postal service. So, there it is. That's totally traced. And then he just puts the- some. Then he just puts some some color, like a like swatches on the outside, makes wow. like, "Yep, I drew this." That's just the cover to "It's a Wonderful World" or, or "It's a Magical World." And I gotta find. I I, I gotta look up. Uh, actually, let me let me look up now on Google. Um, more Rob Granito, because there is a there's a really 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 nice picture. Um, and I say nice, and I'm being an ass. Um, <laughs> oh, here it is. This one, this one's fantastic. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, I guess if I can get it, uh, get the picture itself in a bigger size, yeah, because it's so beautiful. Um, oh shit, I can't. But anyway, here's this picture that he supposedly painted of Iron Man and War Machine, and then if you look, he just has like some paint. On his face, yeah, <laughs> to make it look like a man. I was hard at work painting, <laughs> but a real painter would not somehow get paint on his forehead and on his cheek and on his other cheek too. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> that would not work. And the painting has on there is like a blue that only matches just the stuff for the arc reactor. Yeah. And no other parts of part of the picture. So like at that point there, that's when he got real sloppy and kept hitting himself in the face with the brush. <laughs> but he thinks that's what would make him look like a credible artist that yeah. he actually painted this is if he puts a little bit of paint on himself and like <laughs> look what I made. I mean I've I've painted I've painted many, many pictures over the years and I've never once gotten it on my face. Oh. That doesn't even look like a painting though. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, that's what's supposed to be. So, what's it, this is kind of funny too is that here's a picture of him with Ethan Van Skyver. Because <laughs> before he learned like what like what a bullshit guy he is. Look at how happy Ethan looks. <laughs> it's like yeah, rock on. <laughs> I'm hanging out with Rob Granito. <laughs> oh, so uh, so yeah. So people start calling him out. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, that's clearly just the cover of It's a Magical World. Right. Insane. Okay, um, so he started, so he had pictures, like, here's a, a Joker that he did that he had up as, like, a big piece of art that was nothing more than his page from the Batman Adventures comic book <laughs> yep. that he just painted or drew or whatever he did to it. And then claimed it as his own. He even copied the shading. <laughs> wow. And you see where, like, where Joker is reading this newspaper, he just cut it off and just gave him, like, this turtleneck. But when you look at it, it doesn't match because it's way too wide for his neck. Yep. He couldn't even properly fit the shirt to the character <laughs> that he, quote, unquote, drew. <laughs> So it's got this big at wide ass neck and it doesn't even match like the color, the coloring or the color palette or the shading or anything. Right. It's just this like solid dark. I mean. Yeah, it's just darked out again. And you would think if you're tracing, eventually you would learn a little something about like art by tracing because like, yeah. oh, I see how this kind of works. So, okay. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, when bleeding cool. Uh, which he claimed to be, uh, uh, published a correspondence in which he claimed to be working on a Batman project for DC with a writer called Jay Didillo, right? <laughs> which makes me think of the DC, uh, former editor Dan DiDio, uh, right. right? But Jay Didillo, <laughs> that he ghost created Brian Stelfreeze's famous cover painting for Batman Shadow of the Bat, that he worked as an artist on Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> he says here, end quote, I'm currently working with Jade Dilla on a Batman title that has not yet been published, been released. I worked on dozens of books, the Shadow of the Bat being the Batman, Batman title I was on for about four weeks. Most of my work has been covers though. The current, uh, the current took deals with a little, with a bit more of the history. Sorry. So this guy speaks and writes like a fucking five year old. <laughs> The current took deals with a bit more of the history of the Batman than his current exploits, though. I'm going to read that again because that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, yeah. The current took deals with a bit more of the history of the Batman than his current exploits, though. Okay. Jay is one of the big okay. writers for DC. I, um, And I, I think he typed this out because it's full of, like, misspellings. Right. Like, so he says... 
Which I don't understand how you can how you can misspell something in an email because it pops him as like, "Hey, you misspelled that." And he's like, "Fuck you, you misspelled that." Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm the one that traces shit here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like uh, he's like like Breaking Bad. Like, I'm the one who cops. Okay. <laughs> I am the danger. So he says, Jay is one of the big writers, W-R-I-T-T-E-R-S, for DC, I probably B-R-O-B-B-I-B. What? Bro, bro, Bobby? Bro, Bobby, are we making acronyms here? I probably P-R-O-B-B-I-B-A-L-Y. Spell his name R I T E. Covers range from the shadow duel with two D's of the bat. He capitalizes shadow, but everything else is his in lowercase. Wow. Issues 12 through 25, Teen Titans 1 through 7, Spider Man with, with no dash. Um, I did a butt load. He did spell butt right. <laughs> I don't know the numbers for Iron Man, the same, uh, for the bat, for the animated Batman series. 1092 to 1995. Okay, so I'm going to read all this stuff the way he actually wrote it. Um, <laughs> Jay is one of the big writers for DC. I probably spelled his name right. Covers range from The Shadow of the Bat, issues 12 through 25, Teen Times 1 through 7. Spider-Man, I did a buttload. I don't know the numbers. For Iron Man, the same. For the animated Batman series, 1092 to 1995. The only time that he actually has appeared in there is after it says Fryman did the same. So from it says J is one of the to the end. That's all just one big run on sense with commas. Yeah. Alright, so uh so it says in the article, said so needless to say, there's no such person as Jay Didello. Stelfree's uh studio mate Cully Hamner uh has confirmed the authenticity of his friend's work. Like that's ever been in question, right? <laughs> and I and I, I, I I don't know if his name is Stell Freeze or Steel Freeze because it's only got one E in the Stell Steel part. Yeah. So I've heard like uh like uh Roscoe Leroy Leroy Roscoe calls him Steel Freeze. Right. I'm sure he's met him several times, so that's probably the right way. But I've always called him Stell Freeze because of the way it's spelled. So right. right. Uh, so forgive me if I keep mispronouncing your name back and forth. Um. So anyway, in the article it says the audacity of his lies coupled with the <laughs> explicably implicable imbecilic way in which he kind of communicates have caused some to wonder whether he isn't just a free roaming psychotic <laughs> imbecilic uh, so Ty Templeton veteran cartoonist and contributor to the DC comics prestigious Batman Adventures um, took that route when he learned of one of his drawings which is the, the Joker one I showed you there mm-hmm. so he draws this cartoon Ty Templeton does okay call it Rob Granito Funny, Funnies and I guess it's uh, it's uh, Ty as as a rabbit, he's a rabbit, and then next to him is this Rob Granito who has like the paint like painted on his face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the rabbit says, "Hello, with me today is barely literate comic imp- imposter and internet man of the moment, Rob Granito." He's like, "Hey, you're so Rob plagiarism, fraud, pathological lies about your career in comics." He's like, uh, "You've done it all. What's next?" And the way he does this is so great is that. He spells like the the words in the word balloon the yeah. way that Rob, that Rob t- talks. He goes, he goes. I'm thinking of Clay C L A Y claiming I'm the legitimate publisher of Dark Horse Comics. He goes, oh, bold move. After being revealed, most people will probably take time off to spend with the family. He goes, 
well, I would, but it turns out the wife and kids belong to a more talented artist. He goes, <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Are you okay? You look pale. Tough week, man. My stomach is a little upset. I blork. And he goes, what the hell? He goes, oh, I shit my pants. I'm so embarrassed. He goes, don't be. At least it's your own work. And he goes, legit oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I, I suddenly it. love Ty Templeton. <laughs> when he's like, it don't be, at least it's your own work. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, everything. There's the way he writes the paint on his face. <laughs> it's like, God that, damn. That last line was like a fucking sucker punch in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, holy shit, you fucking murdered him, dude. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh, the police were going to file a charge against Ty Templeton, but they were like, yeah, but really, there's no crime here. <laughs> but he straight up killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was... Whew. Oh, so, there's there's a lot of stuff out there about him. Um, and, uh, and, like I said, that's when, like, shit got really bad. Was that, um, was it the Megacon? Uh, let's see. He's got his entire own Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> Megacon. Not anymore. Well, he's got a Facebook page devoted to him yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to another article now before I get to like the whole big thing. Um, and this guy is on War on Pants and he talks about being a fan of Rob Granito's for like the longest time. And not knowing that he was not, uh, that he was a fraud. Right. Uh, right. And he was like, yeah, and he used to have conversations with him, he would talk and all this kind of stuff. And he didn't realize that would buy artwork from him. And, uh, <clears throat> and so he says in it, and I'm going to read this whole guy's thing. If you really want to, want to read it, you know, go to Warren Pants and, and look it up yourself and read it. But he says, I spent hours talking with Rob and author Patrick Thomas about the nature of their crafts. And turned a relatively small, dull convention into something memorable. And then here he's got this Joker painting or, right. or art that uh, that Rob did. And he's even signed it there. It's Rob Granito. Pretty good size when judging by the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the only problem then would be the nature of ghostwriting. And he talked about, you know, like when you ghostwrite, you don't tell somebody that hey, I ghost wrote this. Right. Sometimes it will say like a ghostwriter. But for the most part, people, they... There's this belief that you actually wrote this, you know, these things. So here's a bunch of artwork that he has from Rob Granito. Um, There's the the Joker one is a Harley Quinn, a Harley Batman and Ivy, another Harley Quinn. This guy apparently really likes Harley Quinn. Apparently, It's like Superman and Green Lantern and Psylocke. Um, So he goes, I run into him afterwards and uh, seem to always have brought something, bought something more from him. I usually mention I'm a fan of his and blah, blah, blah. Um... And he goes, uh, every time I've seen Granito, he was standing around or pushing sales. He goes, I've never once seen him draw anything. Every artist, big name or small, draws at his or her booth. It could be sketches or concept ideas, you know, quick sketches for your fans, whatever. But they're always drawing, which is what we've, you know, talked about before. It's like, yeah. if you see someone selling prints of their work, um, and you don't see them drawing mm-hmm. anything ever, they're just standing up there always hawking and selling prints. Then they're probably not the artist or an artist at all. Right. And they've just yanked all this shit from like the internet. Um, and then I've made prints of it and selling it as their own work. Yep. 
because you will find, like I said, any real artist, it doesn't matter if they have like, it was that one guy we went to, uh, I think it was at Heroes Con. He had that huge display of nothing but just um portraits, yeah. all superhero portraits. Yeah. But you could tell that all of those were his. Yeah. And and he was somebody, he was also be, withdrawing something. Mm-hmm. If you see someone that has like a shit ton of work and the styles are like drastically different from like a really cartoon anime style to like a deeper <laughs> anime style to like a more of a straight up comic book style, there's a good chance that none of that is their work at yeah, all. Yeah, to like they, a photorealistic painterly style. Right. So you it, remember um, uh, this guy set up at a booth across from ours. It was like one over and one down. I can't remember which con it was. I don't think it was Heroes. I think it was one of the smaller ones. Um, but they were all just like photographs of the Marvel actors. And he just ran like the Photoshop paint filter over them. Ah, uh, I don't remember that. And his wife or girlfriend or whoever it was was very adamant that he paints everything. You don't remember I, that? I kind, they, I kind of remember that conversation. They there. got pissy with us because I was like, oh, hey, I'm something of an artist. Can you tell me a bit about his process? You know, does he use reference photos? Does he do an underdrawing? She got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> he paints everything. <laughs> you would see these kind of people at the mall. They would always have like the like the uh, drawings of like, you know, Pacino from Scarface and all this kind right. of stuff in here. They're always drawings like, well, they look so realistic, mm-hmm. but they're always, there's never like, like, okay, here's a picture of somebody and I'm going to draw just them. It's always these big iconic scenes that they've just like redrawn, which is great. But I don't want a picture of like a scene from a movie you've just redrawn. I don't give a right. shit about that. I mean, right, right. I'm just going to get a, a, a poster of the movie. Why do you need to have that same image just drawn by you? Right, like, who the fuck right. are you? Well, it's because it's just like snatched from the internet and then, you know, put in Photoshop with like a, uh, mm-hmm. like a charcoal and pencil thing. And then like, oh, now it looks like it's been hand drawn. Yep. Yep. Yeah, anyway, so, all right. Um, so, so the guy says, like, you know, I've never seen, you know, this guy draw. Um, and then it says here he read the, the article on Comic Alliance, and um, and and uh, so he says Granito has allegedly defended himself online um, by saying that uh, he didn't mean to claim to be a ghost artist; that he just did ghost layouts. Um, and so he goes, he goes, I spent hours talking to this man, never once tried to correct himself. And it wasn't a crowded convention either. He goes, this was like hundred or two, a uh, hundred or two people in a few rooms in a hotel. Most people were watching whatever. He's like, uh, the, he never, he never tried to correct himself or said that, you know, oh, I didn't mean to misrepresent myself or you know, he's just like, yep, this is who I am. Yeah. So he, uh, apparently is interviewed and his interviewer says, he goes, you also told me I've done stamps for the United States Postal, uh, Post Office for both Marvel and DC Comics as well as Fox. When you did The Simpsons, Calvin and Hobbes. He goes, we now know rather than this, you did a cancellation stamp for one post office, not Marvel, DC, or Fox. And the color image you sold of Calvin and Hobbes was printed from the original with a little paint around the edges. And he goes, do you see how your statements and your actions have caused anger? So Rob says, if anything I said caused anger, you know, I just apologize. I should think before I speak sometimes and laughter. He goes, it's like that. He goes, but it's like, it is what it is. I'm an artist. I didn't know I'd be judged for everything I said. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. I'm serious. That still means something to me, right? I did a cancellation stamp, so I didn't lie. I did do a stamp and it was a real. <laughs> you slap yourself in the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like a Picard baseball. 
So I didn't lie. I did do a stamp and it was a real one. So to me, that works. <laughs> Oh I know. I didn't lie. I have fucked a girl before. It just wasn't that girl. <laughs> but I didn't lie. I've, I've had sex. I mean, yeah. I didn't lie. I mean, I live in a house. It's not that house, but I do live in one. So you kind of see it like I didn't. It still works. Yeah, it's, it still works. It's, it's still a legitimate claim. <laughs> so... I mean, I know I said I had eighty grand in the bank. Mm-hmm. I've only got eighty dollars, but it's still money, it's, so it and, works. And it's in a bank; it still counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God, now I gotta worry. Now I gotta worry that everything I, w- I say will be taken out of context. I mean, why? I'm a comic book artist. I'm not running for office or something. <laughs> no, no, and we should never take anything you say as being real so or hold you accountable. Tr- he didn't even trace that Calvin and Hobbes picture. He just printed it. I, I don't know, like, because uh, that's what it says. So you, the color that was image. printed from the printed from the original. Yeah. yeah, with a little paint around the edges. That's fucking ludicrous. So again, here's the here's the uh, the Ty Templeton <laughs> like Joker. Um. So. Uh, oh, criminy! <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. So there's a uh, there's a a website called Legitomite. Uh, oh. I guess it's not it's not up anymore. Oh, oh that's uh, too apparently bad. Apparently got taken down. But you can just Google like him and uh, Rob Granito and find you know like images of all of his stuff. Um, so anyway, so the Joker picture that I showed you at the, at the top there is from this issue of Batman number four fifty one by Norm Brayfogel. <laughs> <laughs> That again, if going back to it, if you see somebody who has whose artwork has taken several different styles, yeah. right? It's probably not that work. Most people don't vary their style that much yeah. from from like you may vary it up for a particular book, right, right? Right. But you're not gonna like I'm gonna draw this one in this style, and I'm gonna go back to this style, and I'm gonna go back to this style. As someone who right now who is trying different styles to for different types of books you want to do, or just to vary your style up, right? right. Like. You tell me, because I'm not an artist, when you start doing a certain style and then you're like, I'm going to go back to this other one, you normally don't go from like picture to picture, right? You're right, like, nah. I'm going to do this one in this style and then I'm going to go back to do this other style. It's like, I'm going to draw this picture here in this style and then I'm going to go do this one in a different style. Yeah. Because you're looking at it from a different perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for me, like I kind of varied up from like book to book Um, if I'm going to do that. But I mean... But not from print to print. Right. No, like, I kind of have just, like, a specific style for my prints, too. But, um, you know, it's it's weird because, I mean, I also don't just do piss takes on other artists' styles unless I'm intentionally doing something, like, kind of a parody. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if I'm doing, like, a drawing to, to mess with you or something. If I Thank just you. If I just decide, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this look like a George Harriman, then I'll do that. But as far as something like this... It's very atypical to see an artist like be able to hold this up and say, "Oh, look! I did this this perfect Batman animated series Ty Templeton style versus this other guy here, where this guy is clearly uh, which was he on this Joker cover? Oh, Norm Brayfogle. Norm Brayfogle. Okay, because um, he's uh, clearly like pulling a little more influence from like Neil Adamson. Neil. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, Brayfogle. Yeah. Created, um, 
Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Prime. Okay. From Ultra Force? Yeah. Gooey, Gooey Prime? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was the artist of on Prime. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got more of that, like, stylized realism rather than, like, uh, rather than kind of like that sleek Bruce Tim animated style. And so it's it's very atypical, speaking as an artist, to have people work in all that. Um, or I guess I should say it's it's atypical to see them do that with equal um, equal um, competence, right? Because, like, I mean, you've seen me kind of switch things up, like when I did that uh, Tommy Wiseau, Kanye West picture. Yeah. And I was kind of doing, like, a Mort Drucker thing there. That was really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, yeah, that was, like, one tiny little picture, too. (laughs) And it was very obvious to anybody who knows my work that, like, that's not my comfort zone. That's not the style that I'm really good at. So it's it's pretty obvious to me, and maybe I'm just about to throw out a false accusation here, but... What I typically see when I see artists doing this kind of thing is that he's taking these images that he likes, he's using a $20 projector that he got from Michaels, and he is just projecting that onto his canvas and tracing it that way. So That's my take. What I think is interesting is, like I said before, like as you're tracing this stuff, you're, you're not even learning anything from it. Mm-hmm. So in this particular one for the Batman, where he takes out the bat, he can't even properly fill in the areas where the bat... Isn't like where where the uh, when you remove the bat where there's no art there. Right. He right. doesn't even know how to fill that in properly. So look at where the where the bat covers up the collar here on the coat, mm-hmm. and he has to draw the collar in, but it doesn't connect anything. And he just puts a shadow there because he doesn't know how to fill the rest of that in. So the sleeve of the jacket just doesn't go into anything. Right. Right. And even here, where he took the other part of the bat, like the sleeve of the jacket goes in and it takes this like sharp turn up. And then, like, chops off of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I see it, like, on the or in the picture, it kind of does the same thing. But the bat's sort of in the way. Then you also have, like, a little bit of this, like, kind of, like, um, where he's, like, shooting the Tommy gun. So he's kind of, like, shaking a little bit. Yep. Which would somewhat account for that. But in this picture here, cuts off part of the Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. So you don't even see that. It's just... Which is just bad layout. Right. And you can't even fill in the areas that don't work. And it's just like, wow, you yeah, didn't learn like, anything. Like everything he's everything he's done there, like you're not to, when you're cropping off uh when you're cropping off something at a joint, like if you're not doing a full figure drawing, you don't crop off at the elbow. You want it to either be like halfway down the bicep or halfway down the forearm. Uh that it just it looks it looks like you planned it that way and but if you cut off at the elbow like he did there, then it just looks like it was an accident. And, I mean, obviously, the fact that he's using his hands in this picture, he's holding the gun, you want to show what he's got in his hands. Right. You can't see that at all. So, yeah, he just did, like, a really bad job there. Like you're saying, cutting off the elbow, as you're looking at it, your eye just automatically looks like the rest of the image, even though it's all white, is the rest of his arm. Yep. It makes his arm look twice as big as it should because your your mind is filling in that cause, because it hasn't been cut off properly. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, he's just wow. Yeah. That's all I can say is he's just wow. Yeah. And look at this deck Joker. So on the actual comic book, um, when we look at it, um, you see how he took the, um, I'm not sure which, like here, like the Joker's bottom lip is much fuller Mm -hmm. and red. Um, but when he did it, he gave him a thin lip. And then made the rest of it like his gums, oh, which yeah. just looks really bad. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it loses a lot of its body. So, so now I'm going to go over to uh, the uh, Comics Beat site. And now we have the picture of him standing there with two of his pictures just looking like, just grinning like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> With this, uh, with this, the steel freeze Batman that, you know, he ghost laid out. And, uh, and I think this is like another, uh, a Ty Templeton, maybe, um, Wonder Woman. Kind of looks like it, yeah. All right. So, and of course, they're doing the same thing like, look at this guy. Um, let's see. Uh, so I'm just starting at the top of the article here. It says, by now you've all heard of this guy. Um, and, He's been passing off other people's work as his own from Jan Dersima to Bill Watterson. He goes, check out a bit of his bio. So his bio says, Rob Granito, internationally known artist and illustrator, has worked for over 15 years in the genres of science fiction, fantasy, horror, and comic art. Uh, His name has been attached to major projects for companies such as Warner Brothers, DC and Marvel Comics, Disney, MTV, and VH1, uh, uh, where he's worked on comics, graphic novels, Trading cards, animation, as well as books, CD, magazine, and novel covers. Sounds to me like this motherfucker can't hold down a job. Right. <laughs> uh, Rob's recent work has been on Iron Man 2 for Marvel, Spider-Man Archives, and X-Men for Upper Deck, Marvel Masterpieces for Rittenhouse, and the Playbill for the Broadway musical and posters for the 25th and 27th anniversary celebration of A Christmas Story. <laughs> this guy gets around. He does. N- and never being one to ride on past success... Rob is currently hard at work on projects for uh, Noel, Lois Lane, Neil, and Olympic snowboarding sensation Ross Powers, a CD project for music innovators Midnight Syndicate, I've never heard of, and the soon-to-be-released USPS comic strip stamps, and a project for a few classic comic strip cartoons. That's a lot of different work for different things. Yeah. It's like, we okay, but, you know, cool. So, um, you know, we've seen the the Calvin and Hobbes thing. and then uh, on his website, he says, uh, which includes FAQ, and they said, like, it's like, question, you worked on comic books? He goes, yes, I worked on several different books. Question, how'd you get it all done? The colors, the words, the covers, you know, dot, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, I don't do everything for a book. There are several people that work on a book. There are artists that do pencils, inks, colors, cover artists, letters, and, of course, the writers and the editors. Wow, you do all that? Like, <laughs> who, who is supposedly like this FAQ for? Like, I just came to Earth for the first time. Like, right. Uh, so, um, no, I usually just do, uh, one step depending on the book. I've done pencils, ink, colors, and covers in the past on several different projects, but there's still other people involved. So you didn't create Batman or write the books? Like, did this has this person ever looked at a comic before? No, this is an FAQ. So this oh, is what so he this wrote. Is he wrote it. God. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what he wrote. Wow. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> I think people are as stupid as I am. <laughs> no, you didn't write the comic book. <laughs> no, no, no. There's other people that are like you didn't make Batman. I like Batman. <laughs> So what book did you write? Okay, so um <laughs> Can I go swimming now? <laughs> Frequently asked questions mean that you have to have at least been asked it more than once. I don't think he's even been asked any of this shit once. <laughs> like I refuse 
to believe that somebody walked up to this guy and was like, so you made Batman? <laughs> but you look like you're in your 20s. He's been around for 80 years. There's nobody on this planet that's stupid. Oh, uh, well, not, not nobody, but majority of people, let's say. Nobody on the planet this stupid could possibly have found their way to him and thought, I did it. I found the creator of Batman. I have to pick his brain. Oh, Christ. Oh, man. So, um, so, you know, Van Skyver and, um, and, uh, Mark Wade got together and, uh, you know, confronted him and, uh, and says here, it looks like it was filmed. They got this video here. It's on YouTube of that. And, um, Mark Ways has tweeted, said, um, hey, Granito, when you get comics loudest left wing hippie freak and loudest right wing Nazi to join forces up your a- on your ass, you have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, now all he's got to do is piss off the wizards, get Alan Moore and Grant Morrison on him. <laughs> He'll have a complete set. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I yeah, sometimes I, I write something and, and I'm legitimately like, I think that that was kind of awesome. Um, uh, or I like think it's kind of funny, it, but normally I, I, I try to be fairly modest about my stuff, but the, the grant, the, uh, the Alan Moore Watchmen thing that yeah. I sent you. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help it. The thing I think is the funniest that I wrote in that whole thing was like, when he's like, it's like, it's 1988, and I'm showing like Grant Morrison, like the new hot writer to his desk. <laughs> and I tell him, <laughs> I don't know why, out of everything like that to me was like the funniest, but <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just got to pull up like the actual thing that I wrote. Yes, cause please do. Do you, I mean, do you want me to read the whole thing or just that Hell one part? Yeah. Uh, we're like deviating here, but. Oh, it's fine. But this is this is because of you, though. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, okay. Taking a step back here, um, so, uh, so, Akomi had sent me this uh, this cartoon, <laughs> it's so and good. Um, and the the cartoon was uh, was uh, oh, hold on. Oh, uh, here, actually, I just found it. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, there's, there's. <laughs> so the cartoon is, is done in a very, in a Dave Gibbons Watchman style. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's, it's Dr. Manhattan standing behind Alan Moore and Alan Moore is, uh, is signing a contract in blood with his, he's pricked his finger and he's signing this in blood. And he says, it's 1985. Alan Moore is jet lagged. I seized the opportunity. Just sign here, Alan. And the minute Watchman is out of print, you and Dave will get all the rights back. And, and Alan Moore goes, and how long would that be? Oh, what? Six months? A year? And he goes, no comic has ever stayed in print that long. And we, we have to look after our creator's rights, don't we? <laughs> well, I just love the idea of Dr. Manhattan, like, setting out intentionally to fuck over Alan Moore. This is my chance. <laughs> so, so that got me to thinking, and it was like, I, was it a couple of days? Cause you see, um, I guess, uh, it was, it was a day or two, yeah. Yeah. So it was that Monday, uh, it was that Monday morning. And, um, and so I wrote you back this whole thing in the, kind of in the Watchmen style. And, uh, and, uh, and only oh, in this time, yeah, I'm doing, uh, Grant Morrison as 
I'm sorry, not Grant Moore, uh, Alan Moore as Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> and I say, um, uh, it's 1984. I'm meeting Jack Kirby at San Diego Comic Con because you kept sending me that picture of yeah. like the two of them at the I love at the that con. picture. And he goes, I'm meeting Jack Kirby at the San Diego Comic Con. He's asking for my advice. He's been screwed over by Marvel, then DC. Now Marvel wants him back. I tell him, do it. There's no way they'd make the same mistake twice. <laughs> In fact, I'm barely listening to him. I ask if he has Ditko's phone number. Uh, Ditko's phone number. I think he'd be great on V for Vendetta. <laughs> it's 1988. I'm showing a promising young writer named Grant Morrison to his desk at the DC UK office. I tell him that I think we'll be the best of friends. He replies in a thick Scottish a- Scottish accent that I mistake for me too. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. <laughs> It's 1986 and Marvel wants me to write Spider-Man. I'm not interested, but I toss out some ideas. Craven kills Spider-Man and assumes his identity. Doc Ock kills Spider-Man and assumes his identity. Spider-Man is actually a clone. And the original Spider-Man resumes his old life. Spider-Man gets married, then divorced. Marvel politely declines. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1982. I break into an old printing company and bathe myself in the ink of a brand new printing press. It's my way of dedicating myself to the medium. It's 1989, New York Comic Con. My fight with DC over creative rights has gone public. I'm being grilled during a Q&A session about From Hell. Yes, Alan, are you aware that you signed a work-for-hire contract, aren't you? Alan, is it true that you're sabotaging DC's efforts to turn your work into movies and TV shows? What about Marvel firing Kirby? Jack? They screwed him over again, took his fresh ideas and fired him. I hadn't heard. Isn't it true that he was fighting for creator's rights back in 84 and you convinced him to return to Marvel? I, I, I just want creator-owned. He goes, Kirby says he may never draw again. I just want creator-owned! <laughs> friends he says i'm a mistake for me too (laughs) okay yeah for for those who don't know about the jack kirby alan moore picture it's a picture from san diego comic-con from like way back in the day and it's just great because alan moore is there and all of his frizzy-haired long-bearded glory like bent over the table wild-eyed looking like he just swallowed a pigeon and jack kirby's just standing behind him with this look on his face like holy shit i have to get out of this room <laughs> it's the best thing ever <laughs> it's like, it's like, i've been to war nothing scares me more than this guy standing right next to me <laughs> it's so good <laughs> you, know, you should do it jack there's no way they screw you over again <laughs> What six months a year? <laughs> no comic has stayed in print that long. <laughs> so, uh, so here um, is apparently going back to a good old Rob Granito. Oh yes, here is apparently a uh, a sketch card that he did um, of She Hulk, which is god freaking awful. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. And you know. So, uh, Wall Crawler did some sketch cards for, um, for a place and mm-hmm. he showed me his, his work and yeah, and I know Wall Crawler's work and you guys, if you listen to the podcast stuff, you've checked him out. Um, you know his work, his sketch card work was pretty good. Yeah. And I had seen before on eBay cause I never, I bought some cards and if you've ever bought trading cards or if you've ever seen like the, um, the whole sketch card thing, 
you've got these cards that are done by a particular artist or art artists plural um, that then that worked on this sketch on this card set. <clears throat> then as a chase card, you get sketch cards like one in every six packs will be a sketch card. Mm-hmm. So you assume the sketch cards can be by the people that worked on the actual trading cards, but they're not. They're farmed out to other people who are not known artists at all. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that, that they don't do good work, but they're not known artists. They're basically kind of anybody that can put a little bit of a, of, of ink and color to a card. Right, right. And unlike when you're doing regular work that is like bigger and then shrunk down, you're actually trying to do this on a small actual trading card. It's the actual trading card. So trying to do that on a smaller scale can be kind of tough. Yeah. Looking at this sketch card, he gives, cause I, I saw some, I saw some on eBay once and I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm not buying that shit. That right. looks, it looks like dog garbage. Like, what is this? And it's like, who is this guy? I've never heard of this person before. Mm-hmm. So looking at this picture here that he did of a She-Hulk sketch card, one, I'm like, that's not She-Hulk. That's just someone with green hair who is like <laughs> sick and her face is turning green because yeah. that's not She-Hulk. It's a head that's floating just on its own. It's not connected. There's, It's a profile shot that looks fucking horrible. Yeah. She's got a chin like Matt tonight. I'm like, it's like this. That is garbage. Who in the hell would have hired him to do that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I remember Walker was telling me like he had to send in a bunch of like a uh, bunch of his work to kind of show like what it looked like, his quality. And he had to produce like crazy too. Yeah. I think he was doing something like like five or ten cards. Uh, I think like five or ten cards a day or whatever Whew. to to get because he had to do so many. Yeah. Um. So it's crazy. So how this guy ever got work? It must have been just because of. His bullshit and saying, "Oh, I'm really good," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll hire you." Right, right. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, so this guy is no longer out there making, um, making money off of uh, off of stealing other people's art and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people have, you know, come out and said, "Hey, look, you know, this this guy was pretty shitty. He stole from a lot of us, you know, and passed our work off as his own. And of course, now he's been shut down." Um. Which is, you know, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's good that now, like, this guy is no longer uh, no longer around. So, the question here, and this goes to show you just how smart of a guy this man really was. The question here is where I've been, I've been bearing the lead is, what did he do that brought Mark Wade and Ethan Van Skyver together to, to confront him at a con and be like, you know, like, dude, from this point on, your life is over. Yeah. What did he do? All right. So this is what he did. <clears throat> Going back over to the uh, Comics Alliance. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, Ty Templeton. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Uh, um, uh, so anyway, uh, Granito had taken the occasion of Dwayne McDuffie's recent passing to make himself appear more legitimate, a legitimate. After that, like people were like, that fuck you. And he posted, it looks like on Facebook, I would like to take a moment to pay my respects to Dwayne McDuffie. He was a pleasure to work with and a man that shaped our industry in childhood. Your work will be remembered. Admittedly enraged by Granito's invocation of McDuffie, that's when the two of them jumped on him and like, okay, first off, you've never met the man. You don't know anything about him. You never fucking work with him. How dare you bring his name up right. to try to make yourself seem like you're somebody 
You're not. You're nobody. You don't know this man. You should have never said anything about him. But now that you did, right, like we we dealt with you for a while and just mm-hmm. kind of let it pass. But now, like, your fucking life is over. Right. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? You know you're a fraud. Right. And you know that people in the industry know you're a fraud. Why in the hell would you grab the tiger by his tail and then try to feed it to a gorilla and think that that's going to work? Yeah. Like, you fucked yourself up big time. That's so stupid. And then you got your ass handed to you at a con by two legitimate people, legitimate, like legitimate people <laughs> legitimate. that called you out for <clears throat> for who you, who you are as being just a big, huge piece of shit. And so going back over to War on Pants, he talks about the same thing. It's like, hey, this guy was, um, you know, yeah, I knew him and I thought that he was like someone that, um, you know, that he was someone um, that, that was reputable. And then, you know, turns out he wasn't. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mark Wade told the story uh, in on this thing here. Tells the story of what happened. He goes, <clears throat> it's just that when I heard he tried to capitalize off Dwayne's death, that was the last straw for me. I saw a red and stormed over to Ethan. We were both livid. I told Fraud Boy in no uncertain terms that I will personally contact every convention that there is and warn them not to give him a table. And if they ever want to see me or my friends there ever... I also screamed at him that when he uh, screamed at him when he said, "Well, truthfully," and so like that he and I said that he's not allowed to use that word ever. That word means nothing coming from him. <laughs> and I believe the exact end quote two hours before the show closed was, "Make your money here because it's your last convention. Do you understand me? It's your last show. That's right. I was so pissed. I unilaterally appointed myself sheriff of all comic cons." Yes, <laughs> I think my favorite moment was when this kid said to Ethan after lying when he when he asked if he'd actually claimed to have worked with Dwayne. A claim he absolutely made. He goes, I just considered him a friend. Seems I consider you a friend. Ethan Brown said, let's make this clear. I'm not your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Holy shit. It's so, it's so fantastic, man. I mean. Fraud boy. And the thing is, people, they, they called him out, but they put up with his shit for the longest time. And then you're like, oh, yeah, like Dwayne McDuffie, you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and again, you know, you're a fraud. Why would you do that? Like, why yeah. would you, why would you try to, like, someone you never worked with before, why would you try? Especially considering that it's like, he's a respected figure in the industry. Right. It's like, he's got friends. Who know that you've never worked with him. Who know that you've never met him. So, of course, someone's going to call you on your bullshit. Look at this picture of him here um, with this, this like, Riddler. Yeah. Which is clearly, like, from the Batman animated series. Like, oh, like, yeah. It's, it's traced. That's Ty, it's Ty Templeton. I mean, yeah, he's no longer looking happy there. <laughs> look at him there with this uh, with this gambit that he's supposed to be painted. <laughs> and you've got this image here, this Kubert picture here. Um, and then this one here. And... While that's the Kubert picture, the other one here actually looks like a Joe Jusco yeah. that was done um, for one of the uh, either one of the the, uh, the card series or it might have been one of the um, they used to do like these like uh, pinup art um, things uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that one looks like one from the the Fleer card series uh, and he's claiming it as his, I'm like dude like anybody could look at this shit and tell well, any 
you know, I guess real comic book person mm-hmm. could look at it and and clearly tell that that is not your work. Like, <laughs> look at that in <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. That is beautiful. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's wild. Uh, is this... I, I don't know if that's him or not. Uh, I don't know, but, like, the, the title of the post is Post Your Sick Rob Granito Sketches. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh wow! Look at that. So this is a uh, looks like a it's a sketch cover, yeah. And it's Spider Man like falling upside down, like in a city where like the wow, like the buildings were all like drawn um, with a uh, whiteout, yeah. And then you've got this this like photocopied like Spider Man there, and I'm looking at this I'm like if I'm not mistaken. That's a Joe Jusco, I'm not Joe, uh, uh, Joe Quesada <laughs> Daredevil cover. Yeah. He just replaced or drew like Spider-Man over Daredevil. <laughs> wow. Oh, grief. Uh, and <laughs> somebody just posted the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I painted this. <laughs> See all the paint marks on my face? Is that supposed to be him drawing or painting this, this <laughs> yeah. Iron Man? Or is that real? Did somebody like Photoshop that in? Uh, that might be a Photoshop. Uh, the title is Don't Judge Rob Granito on YouTube. But look at this. See that dark outline there? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure if that's really him or not. But, I mean, dude. And look at he's like, And the thing is, he's posing with these pictures and stuff so happily. Right. Like, like, like yep, yeah, that's me. I did this. Like. Dude, come. Oh, here we go. Bleeding Cool has a bunch of stuff (laughs) about him. And, um. Oh, wow. So, um. Okay. So, Acid Pop-Tart, I guess, was a model. She goes, I had another artist point this out, this hack out to me. I'm the model of, he seems to, he seems to have so much work of. I was the one who posted about him on DeviantArt. I assume when things went quiet, I had so much, uh, that when things were quiet, I had so much other stuff to tackle that going after him legally wouldn't be needed as the only things I was aware of were eBay auctions. He's, uh, he got several of my photos that had been poorly painted over. And by painted, I mean he did like five brush strokes and then called it his art. The most noted pieces he ripped off are, uh, that he keeps calling Lady Death or Voodoo uh, Chick is in fact my copyright character, Voodoo Baby. He actually used two photos that were published in magazines. Um, he goes, I didn't realize this guy was that far over the edge. Seriously, he's ripped off everyone on the planet. I'm glad others are taking notice, and I hope that we put the heat on him. So anyway, so uh, it's on Bleeding Cool. Uh, and there's pictures that of uh, this acid Pop-Tart chick. Um, and then I guess he, yeah, like he like darkened in some stuff and cropped a picture mm-hmm. and gave it like a different color tone and yes i mean here's the it doesn't even that doesn't even look like artwork it looks like a photograph yeah that's clearly just a photograph with some filters applied to it right so how are you calling that like your art it's not even you know art i mean if you were a photographer i would say it's your art but if you're calling yourself a a 
Okay, here's another one of her. And then I guess where he painted over it. But again, like yeah. she said, like there's nothing that you actually really did. It's not transformative. Right. But my contention here, what I think happened is that he just photoshopped her photo onto a canvas. Nah, it's possible. Because you can add you can add a couple brush strokes here and there onto a photo. Okay, so here's the one that he did of her as uh, Alice in Wonderland. And I think he actually did a little bit with that because the eyes are all fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, in her actual, like, photograph, she's looking at the bottom of the other one. It's like, she's got, like, like even, like, if you look at her, her gaze, like, one eye is, like, slightly off-center. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one feels a little more freehand. And look at look at the weird, like, like just blob of, of paint he did right here at the bottom. Yeah. Like, right underneath her boobs, like. And I see that it's, it cuts off here, but you still got some of this, like, blob, like, right there on the actual painting. Like, mm-hmm. I guess to make it look, like, more realistic. Yeah. Okay, here's that gambit when I get out. There we go. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, let's see. It doesn't say who the... Uh... Oh, okay. It's, um... I think this is a... I was saying it was, I thought it was, like, a Joe Jesco, but it looked like it's a, um... Like, maybe a, a Kubert that they then, um... Did like a uh, like a digital uh, like a digital painting of yeah yeah, and then he's changed it. I, I that that look right there still looks like a particular one to me, um, but it does favor this one quite a bit. Yeah yeah. Oh man. Oh here we go. He uh, ripped off Al Rio again. And all he did was just they just reverse the image and then change the the picture from like a a present in the woman's hand to a martini glass. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Wow. See, I don't even think he's like physically tracing that stuff. No. Yeah. This is uh You know, as as bad as the RC is when he's trying to cover up stuff. Or like adding adding things that um that he didn't do. Yeah. Here's one of like supposed to be a cat woman with her with her boobs hanging out. Um I can only imagine what his fucked up idea like boobs look like <laughs> if he drew them. Like you know, can you imagine just, if like he drew a character with boobs and then Rob Liefeld drew a picture with dick like I was just like, about to say that, you beat me to it. It's like the two Robs, <laughs> Liefeld, Granito, and the most disgusting aspirated book you've ever seen. <laughs> These body parts don't match. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Jander Sima uh, of uh, Darth Maul. Hmm. So, uh, Robs is on the top and then Jander on the bottom. Oh, he's, he's got, he, he photoshopped somebody in his eye. So it looked like, so you can see that there's like, he's looking at somebody like a reflection, which that's not how eyeballs work. It wouldn't be over the entire eye. It's not how eyeballs work. Yeah. Oh, and plus he added an additional horn right here at his cheek, which is really stupid because if you know what Darth Maul looks like, you would know he doesn't have a horn right there. So you adding that in doesn't make it your work just actually. Destroys the actual, like, character. It, yeah. Uh, the only other thing he did with that was up the saturation a little bit. Yeah. And then he uh, he darkened in, or that might be part of the, the other part. He yeah. darkened in the um, 
the lightsaber some. Yeah, yeah, that's all part of it. That's why the reds are a little bit deeper there, too. Yeah. It's all just saturating. Uh, oh, there's another gambit. Oh, man, <laughs> God, that face is all fucked up. He must have tried to freehand that one. Wow. And it almost looks like he's like his hand is like he's like letting go of somebody like he's falling backwards. Like, Let me die! I don't want to live in this <laughs> Let world. Me die, giant robot, just kill me now! I don't oh. want to be a robot. Drive. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, this guy. Okay, here's we have some of his real work here. Ugh. They did these sketch cards. God, look at that Nova. He actually he doesn't even look. They would call Nova Buckethead. He looks. He has like a bell on his head. <laughs> See, these cards were totally mixed medium, some acrylic uh, paint, some ink. Some of the cards actually got rejected for being swipes, mostly despite he saying they were Ramadas. Um, as I don't think that was actually funny. With the 20 plus years that they worked on the books, I don't think it's possible to do a Spider-Man that doesn't in some way look like theirs. Like theirs. T-H... Okay. He must, he must have ripped this off. Uh, I mean, he must have written this. Um... All right, like, so let me go back here. Um, so you can hear him talk about himself, uh, how he's working with MTV, VH1, Disney, Marvel, and DC around the six-minute mark. There's a YouTube link, but I don't think that's still there anymore. Uh, Diana, uh, someone wrote, oh, and apparently he managed to get on a couple of Marvel sets via Upper Deck. Most of his cards were rejected as swipes, but apparently collectors also noticed his cards were printed on and then painted on. So I found a few posts about it in card collector communities. So someone wrote, I was just looking at the, at those as well. I think that's legit. I did some of those uh, original art cards for second series and the screening process for that dollar to $5 a, a card sketch gig is pretty light. I fully believe he did those because A, it's not hard to and B, he admits being called out for swiping leading to some of his cards being rejected. So I guess then Rob writes um, that uh, the cards were... Uh, Totally mixed medium, some acrylic paint, some ink. Some of the cards actually got rejected for being swipes. Mostly the Spideys, which he didn't spell Spidey right, saying they were Ramadas. I don't know who Ramada is. I think that was actually funny. I think he was trying to say Romitas. Uh, wow. Again, you work in the in the, in the industry, but you don't know who Romita is? Yeah. Or never spell his name right? Okay. That's um, just my guess. But, I mean, that's like the closest thing. And they were both Spider-Man artists. Yeah. I uh, just with the twenty plus years they worked in the books, I don't think it's possible to do a Spider Man that doesn't in some way look like theirs. T H E R E apostrophe S. Um but no seance S E A N C E and dwell and take a look and enjoy. So his sunspot is clearly a uh, a rip from Bill Sinkevich. Mm-hmm. Uh the uh the no, I'm just gonna say they the Mystique's not bad, but it lacks any kind of originality. Yeah, the Mystique's not good either. Yeah. So, um, so says some, somebody added, goes, pretty sure that's a uh, Diodato Spider-Man. I could be wrong. Heck, maybe it's a Ramada. I don't know who Ramada is. Uh, it's Jamal. Uh, so, anyway, it's just like, wow. <laughs> uh, and then someone else found another swipe that he did uh, by, of the turtles here. Yep. <laughs> wow. This is fantastic. Good grief. He doesn't even try to conceal it. 
Well, look, look at look at the jaw. You couldn't even get the fucking jawline right on this like Legion of superheroes thing. Where he gave him like this like dick chin here. Like you couldn't even get that right. And then he didn't like. Okay, so look, look at like he had this extra shading here mm-hmm. on Superboy's arm. This is on the on the bleeding cool. The actual like link is like bleedingcool.com. The comics more amazing film with Rob Granito. So he he colored the cape in black. I guess again to make it his own. The S shield's all messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he has this, this, this shadow that comes across here to make his arm look like it's being twisted. Yeah. He gave him like bigger hair and then gave him that, that dick chin. Like, what? Yeah, that chin is just bad. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at that. Another <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. Hey, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, he flipped the image. <laughs> Just fuck this guy. Don't don't mess with Bill Waterson, man. Look at him when he's so proud of it too. Kick the shit out of him. And look at that. I mean, look at that shitty ass grin. That look at his face. Like he looks like he like to me. Like I made this. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. This maybe there's awful. something wrong with him. Like maybe he legitimately thinks that because he spent five minutes in Photoshop and printing it. That it makes it his. Maybe so. I, I don't know. That's, um. This is, I mean, there's, there's more on here on this Bleeding Cool article where, where other people have talked about meeting him and, like, all of his work and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> um. Oh no, he has twins. <laughs> Can't even have one kid without the other one copying it. <laughs> okay. So someone said here, um uh, see Megacon Orlando, Florida starts today. This at the time of this article. Uh Granito as a comic artist guest. Uh do let uh Bleeding Cool know if he shows. Uh, uh, see photos if possible. I understand Wizard World are investigating complaints over the man, but here's the kicker: you've seen all of his art, but from his open Facebook page, this is this is him showing him a picture with his two kids. And they're really small; ba- their babies are really small. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "See how am I meant to feel about that? He's not a monster; he's a human being. And damn, anyone who does approach him at MegaCon, just keep this image in mind." Uh. That has one has nothing to do with the other. I don't give a shit if he have kids. I mean, if Hitler had kids, that make it okay. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the man's got kids, so don't criticize him I mean, too hard. He's human, right? Yeah. It's like what BTK? Oh, he has a daughter, so you know. I mean, you know, he probably just had a, like a rough house, like home life. His, his <laughs> wife just probably didn't appreciate him. I don't give a shit. This guy has kids. You make fucking, him less of a liar and a thief, right? You fucking ripping off other people, claiming your work is your own. You're lying about shit that you never did. You're making a living off of being a a thief mm-hmm. and an asshole and a liar. I mean, if anything, you should look at that picture and be like, "Hey, how can I do this when I got these two kids?" Yeah, like, yeah. And then when they're like, "Daddy, how come you don't draw anymore?" They're like, "Well, honestly, honey, Daddy never did draw." Right? You know I mean, yeah. like. No, I'm not going to look at this picture and be like, keep that in mind. No, fuck you. You should look at that picture. Yeah, like, his his kids are going to hear about this someday. Right. I mean, like, he's going to have to deal with his 16-year-old kid coming up to him saying, Dad, everybody on the internet says you're a thieving piece of shit. 
And he's like, well, son, um, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's not really, that's, I'm a legitimate artist. <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> God. Oh, so, um, so here's, here's the, here's the funny thing. And it's not really funny. Here's the funny thing about, about all that is, um, I want to, sorry, I just want to go back because I want to make sure that I'm absolutely clear in what I'm saying here. Um, because, you know, we are talking about a man's reputation here. So if I'm going to say something, I want to make sure that I quote things, you know, correctly. Sure. Um, but, uh, as it seems, when this article from, uh, Bleeding Cool was done, the article was written on March 25th of 2011. Mm-hmm. And I did not pull this article up pre- previously. Um, uh, I just pulled it up now. Uh, and, and this is March 25th of 2011. And the guy that wrote the article, um, uh, Rich Johnston, he says in here, Megacon in Orlando, Florida starts today and he is a comics artist guest. You know, uh, let us know if he shows up and he says here, you know, if you do see him, keep this in mind. The other article about him being confronted by Ethan Van Skyver and, uh, and Mark Wade, mm-hmm. right? That was on the, um, uh, see, uh, that was on March 28th. Hmm. So that's the con right. that they confronted him at. <laughs> Days after, they were like, hey, if you do confront, like, have to go see him, keep this in mind. And, <laughs> and Wayne Man Sky was like, fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm going to keep in mind? D's. <laughs> oh, and you know. I, I, I'm, I'm getting all kinds of schadenfreude off of this. I really am. But, I mean, just like, come on, dude. Like, you, like, you did this. I didn't yeah, do this to yeah. you. You did this. You did this to your damn self. So, <laughs> no, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. And I am going to laugh at you. And I am going to make fun of you because, yeah. <clears throat> because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> I mean, it's some, I mean, like, you're making decisions here. On a daily basis, you were making decisions and deciding, I'm going to take this existing picture that somebody else busted their ass to do, and I'm going to copy it. Yeah. And then I'm going to claim that it's mine and claim that it's original. It's just a shit move. Yep. But hey, we've been going for an hour and 13 minutes. Yeah. A lot more attention this guy needed, but I had to tell you the story, man. I had to. Yeah, that's insane. And I've it, never heard of any of it. And it blew me away when I first mentioned it that you had not heard about this. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? Because this was like big shit. When I, I mean, even when I found out about it, it was already like a couple years old. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I usually try to keep my finger on the pulse of the comic news stuff, mm-hmm. but man, I just completely missed that. Oh man, yeah, it's so freaking awesome. And and the only reason I take such, you know, pleasure in this is because we see these kind of people all the time. And even though I'm not an artist, like you're you're stealing someone else's work, you're claiming it as your own, and you're and you're making a shit ton of money off of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And you know, we see these guys at cons that are selling these prints and they're selling shit tons of prints. I mean, you know, we're we you know, never make table, you know? Right. And these people are making table plus selling someone else's work. We're trying to do like our own work, like, you know, creating something brand new and they're just ripping people off. And I'm like, you know, 
get a real fucking job. And if you can't get a real job, right, then, you know, that's your fault. It's your fault that you've got to live out, you know, I don't know, in a fucking cardboard box somewhere or whatever. That mm-hmm. doesn't give you the right to rip someone else off and claim their work as their own. And you're not just making a living. It's one thing to steal, like, like a loaf of bread to feed your family. Right. It's another thing to steal a loaf of bread because you don't want to pay for it. Right. You know? I mean, and, and that's, no, that, I, I can't, I can't abide that. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so yeah, so, yeah, fuck you guys going around from place to place putting like thousands of dollars in, and it may not seem like it, but they're putting several hundred dollars in their pocket, especially over a couple day con. Oh, yeah. So you watch these people bring in, like in an hour, they're probably bringing in a couple hundred dollars selling like, you know, prints for like $10 a piece or whatever. Yep. So they're walking away from that, making more, you know, in that weekend that I probably make a month. And they're doing this, you know, like four weekend, you know, like almost every weekend a con is going on. Right. Just because right. they don't want to work a real fucking job. So you feel like it's okay to rip somebody else off. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Just bad people. I mean, you deserve to have your fingers broken. <laughs> and yeah, I fucking said it. And I'll say it again. You deserve to have your fingers broken. Because you're stealing from people. You're ripping them off. And not because of anything other than the fact that you don't want to actually do real work. Yeah. And you think this is an easy way to scam and get over. Yeah. You're not just ripping off the people that whose artwork you're stealing. You're also ripping off the people that think that, that you have made this. And some people don't give a shit. They're like, I don't care. It's, you know, I got this piece of art. And like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, that's, that's your deal. But, you know, if you, even in that sense there, you could do the exact same thing. You could get yourself a printer and you could print off every picture from the internet that you like mm-hmm. and would be a lot cheaper than going to these guys there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's just, I said that's, that's disgusting. You disgust me. And everything about you disgusts me. Yeah. And again, broken fingers. Reprehensible And, and I'm being nice because the other me would say, fucking cut your fingers off. Right? <laughs> so I'm just saying break them. They'll heal. I'll break them again. <laughs> but at least at some point there, you'll be able to like open a door. Right? Yeah, As yeah. opposed to like the other part of me is just says, yeah, just cut those motherfuckers off. I and just, I, and I, I wouldn't wish... cut off all your fingers. It's just your thumb and your pinky on both hands. <laughs> I just wish these people could experience what it is to, like, make something and then have it stolen. Or right. have somebody else claim that they made it. It's like, if you could just feel just how shitty that feels one good time, then you wouldn't do it. But that'll never happen because you're not an actual creator. Right. So. I mean, imagine, though, if you had a child and, you know, you were, this is your child and someone stole your child and then said, no, 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 this is my child. Yeah. No, no, I gave birth to them. It's like. <laughs> This child is of my seed. Like, uh, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 this is, this is straight up my child. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no it, and I know it's not quite the same, but in my eyes, it's, it's the same as, uh, can you hear a lot about this? And that, and it disgusts me as well. Um, and it, it, it more than disgusts me, it, it angers me to no end, which is, um, like porch pirates. Which I don't even want to call them that because that gives it too much of a, like, a cute little name. Right, right. Like, you know, just like outdoor home thieves. That's what I'm going to call you, an outdoor home thief. It was just like, oh, I'm driving down the road. Oh, there's a package on somebody's porch. So that's my package now. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. what this guy's doing. Oh, there's a package on somebody's internet porch. Well, it's mm-hmm. my package now. Like, no. Yeah, fuck those people. Yeah. That's when I wish I had one of those rocket launchers, like uh, from Hard to Get to Hawaii. And- <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, they, they, no, why, why do you think that that's okay? Well, because I don't, I don't want to give a shit what you don't want to do. Everybody else in the world does it. And, you know, I wish, I wish we could still get people cement shoes. Right. Right. But we still can. Well, I think that there's so many people already on the bottom of lakes and shit that it's like, uh, uh, I think we could make it work. I'd rather just have them shot in space. Yeah, but then they get to see the beauty of space before they die. Not really. I think it would probably like burn up. Like you know, if we shut them, if we, if we like hurl them out there far, you know, Johnny Depp's not doing anything with that uh, with that catapult. Yeah, maybe we could just lease it to, from him. Maybe so. And just people he like that. Money. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, helping to pay for the goddamn catapult, right? Yeah, helping him to pay for his bitch wife. Yeah. You know, he probably should have tried to use her to like, okay, now before I put Hunter S. Thompson here, honey, I just want to make sure it's going to work. So just have a seat here. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we just put the people in the catapult and then we could treat it like the, like, uh, like the electric chair. You yeah. know, they used to have the thing in the electric chair was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to zap you like two or three times. I think it's like three. And so. then after that, if you're still alive, you get a pardon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you. In the in the uh, the catapult, and then if you survive, we'll just call it even. Yeah. Until you break the law again, and then we launch them into uh, a volcano. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's like the, the catapult won't kill you, but the landing will be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a soft. Actually, you probably won't even feel the landing. Probably not. Because if it's an active volcano, the heat of the lava is so hot that you'll actually burn up before you even touch it. Yeah. So nice rash. and humane. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Nice <laughs> and humane. Hell, never tell me I'm not a peaceful person. God damn it! <laughs> you ever say I'm not? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hang is too good for him. Burn is too good for him. He should be torn into little bitty pieces and buried alive. Uh, oh, but yeah, yep, we're now yep, an yep. hour twenty in. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, yep, there we go. That is the uh, that is the story of good old Rob Granito. Rob Granito. Yes. Um, I'm gonna call this episode Legitimite Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The uh, he's the 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 internet comic book porch pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'll call this episode. <laughs> Legitimite comic book porch pirate. <laughs> oh. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I, you you can go to those websites and read more about it or even follow along as we were talking. Well, actually, we had to do that before now. Yeah, um, right. uh, but if you just Google his name, you will find plenty of stuff out there on him and uh, all kinds of uh, of articles about him and all the stuff that he did. And you might be like, why do, why do I give a shit about this? And, and you may not give a shit about it because you don't maybe care about comic books or that kind of stuff. But just the, the idea of this guy portraying himself as something and not just like not just the the comic book portion of it but him just like just going out there and like yeah i've worked with the mtv and vh1 and marvel and dc and i i made stamps for ups well i did do a stamp so i didn't really lie (laughs) (laughs) it's like Uh, you said said you've been in outer space well like isn't there space all around me right (laughs) aren't i in a space right now so i didn't really lie i mean i jumped eight inches off the ground so i mean i was up in the air (laughs) that's space yeah. <laughs> you, you want to say that you were a president? Right. Like president. 
In school, I was the president of uh, <laughs> of the comic book club. Now, I was the only person in the comic book club, but I was still the president. So, I'm president I, of the Me Fan Club. Yeah, so, <laughs> I bet you he's not even the president of the Me Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> he hates himself. I hope he does. <laughs> There's only one member at Tim, and he's still not the president. <laughs> yeah, um, I really hope he hates himself. Yeah. So anyway. there you go, man. Uh, my name is Turk182. Yeah, I'm a Comey. And and yes, my name is not original. I did borrow that name from a movie, and I've never heard from the fact that I took my name from a movie, but I've never actually claimed to be the guy from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name's off of a random generator, so. But you've never claimed to be the person that created that generator. Yeah. Uh. Nope. I'm just the asshole who adopted the name. Yep. There you go. This is my asshole. <laughs> and Rob Granito can kiss it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Zang, yo. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.